live in a world that struggles with feeling busy and overwhelmed. At the same time, us mamas want to feel we're living intentionally and with purpose. At the end of the day, you won't have to sit worn out on the couch feeling like it all just wasn't enough. Here, you'll find the tools to slow it down, nurture your own goals, and live restored. Each week, we have real-life conversations about motherhood, work, relationships, and all the things in between. I'm your host, Jen Brazil. Welcome to the Unhurried Life Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Unhurried Life Podcast, episode number 13. I am Jen Brazil, and this week we are sitting down to chat with an amazing lady that, in my opinion, needs no introduction, but I'm going to go ahead and give you one anyways. I met Allison before I can remember meeting Allison because she was my babysitter. And truth be told, she's not that much older than me. And Allison did an amazing job starting early, learning how to juggle children and household things, so much so that it set her up for where she is now, a homeschooling mom of three kiddos, as well as a rock star entrepreneur paving the road for fellow homeschooling moms to be entrepreneurs themselves. So if you're anything like me, when you hear the words in the same sentence, homeschooling and entrepreneur, I'm sure your mind goes to one word, and that is when. When do you have time to do both of those things? Well, she's going to let you in on all her secrets, balancing acts, and leave you completely motivated. I actually started considering homeschooling for the first time after talking to her because she made it sound like something that was completely doable. So let's grab some coffee, take a seat on the couch, and dive in. So how many kids do you have? I have three. I have 11-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 5-year-old. Okay, so let's talk about you. I am a homeschool mom. Tell me about the process you went through to decide to homeschool your children. So it's really, really strange. I never thought I would homeschool. I have a degree in finance. I worked um, for a pretty big financial services firm and was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then my husband and I were like, we should quit our jobs in corporate America and go work for a children's home. So that is what we did. We both quit our jobs. <laughs> Where? In Cherokee, Texas. Oh. Um. Yeah, middle of nowhere, like literally the middle of nowhere. And it was a children's home. Like, explain what you mean by that. So basically like a foster care agency type thing. We had eight foster kids in our home. And this is before y'all had kids. No, we had kids. (gasps) (laughs) We had two of our three. How old were they? So Bruce was four when we moved there and Beth was one. Wow. Yep. So, so y'all quit your jobs. How did you, so I'm just gonna ask the blunt question. Like, how did you afford to just not have jobs? Um, well, you know, we did get a small salary from the children's home. Okay. And so they, and they paid for our living expenses. So, I mean, we weren't raking in the dough by any stretch of the imagination, but we were able to like support ourselves. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've always wondered about people that do that. And I'm like, wait, how do you buy groceries? <laughs> yeah. So, and I will say the children's home, because we had all the children, the children's home is privately funded by donate by donors. Okay. And then that supplied our food supply and that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. So doing that led to? <laughs> led to me having a need to um, see my own children sometimes because, um, you know, when the school bus shows up and eight foster kids get off the bus, I mean, all of your attention goes to that. Yeah. And so, um, 
you know, my kids were so young, I wanted to make sure that I was still able. So our foster kids were much older and our kids were so young. I wanted to make sure I still had time to, you know, invest in them. And I always felt that, you know, Greg and I decided to work for the children's home. Our children did not. They just came along. Right. And so, um, that was one thing I wanted to kind of balance. And so I was like, you know what, we'll just give it a shot. Like, I mean, kindergarten, I can probably do that. <laughs> like, so sure I, yeah, so I homeschooled Bruce for kindergarten. And then it was like, well, I mean, I guess we're just going to go and do first grade might as well. And so then we like did first grade and then it just kind of kept going. And eventually we did move away from the children's home and, um, but we just continued to homeschool. The first time we moved, I was like, you know, maybe now we'll put the kids in school. Beth would have been in kindergarten, Bruce would have been in third grade. And then I was like, you know what? I think we'll just keep going. And so it's just continued. So now my oldest is in sixth grade. Okay. So you found a really great supportive community of homeschooling moms. Yes. And I found various ones because we've lived in a few different places. And so I will say, you know, homeschool moms are pretty good about supporting each other because we understand it's, it's like anything that you choose to do in life. Other people who have also made that choice are typically supportive of the choice you're making, right? Yeah. Probably more so than people who aren't also doing it. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. You know, so same as foster care, same as I feel like certain professions, anything like that, you know, when you have a group of people around you that also do that, they tend to support you in that. And so, um, you know, we've lived in a few different areas and have always managed to plug in and find people that were supportive of what we did. And, and having other moms is a huge necessity for me personally, when homeschooling. Tell me why. There's no one else to, you need someone to be like, hey, is this normal? Like my kid is not figuring this thing out. You know, I'm not a teacher by trade. I'm a very smart person. I can look on Google. I can, you know, look on all that stuff, but I need someone to be like, oh yeah, my kid also struggled with that. And now they're in 11th grade or now they're an engineer or now they're, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like you need people that can be like, that can validate things or that can be like, Hey, that might be a red flag. You might want to look into that a little further. Yeah. How crazy that you are responsible for your kid's education and you're doing a good job. Oh, thanks. You, I mean, your kid's in sixth grade, right? They can read, do math. Like that's true. Yeah. That's because of you. Yeah. And I, I think that making sure to recognize that that homeschool doesn't have to look like public school at home. Like that's been something that I learned a lot from homeschool moms that I guess went before me, if you will. Um, Like that's, I'm not trying to make sure that my homeschool replicates a day in a public school life, because if I wanted that, I could just send them to public school. True. True. Okay. So that's been my mentality. My kids aren't quite old enough. Like my oldest has a late birthday, so he'll be five in just a couple weeks, but he doesn't, he won't start kindergarten until the next year. And so that's like, and I, an education major, like I, (laughs) so I have thought about it and, but that's what I always think about. I'm like, how am I going to make a whole entire classroom in our house and teach him while I have other kids. Like, I just don't understand. But you saying that actually gives a lot of freedom. Yeah, it really does because you get to make it look like you want it to look. And as an educator, you probably remember that like not every part of a child's day is spent with actual hands-on learning time. You know, sometimes they're, you're working with one kid and other kids are off doing other things. So when you're in a one-on-one situation, you get to, you know, really heavily focus on that kid or kids if you have more than one, which may, which just translates into a much different type of learning environment. I'm not saying 
plus or minus to one or the other. It's just going to be different by nature. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've actually never sat down and talked with someone specifically about homeschooling. It's always just me and other moms that don't have kids in school yet discussing it. (laughs) Blind leading the blind. It was very daunting. And I thought I needed this like all-inclusive curriculum that I couldn't afford that told me step-by-step every single thing I needed to do. But the truth is a five-year-old learning is going to learn. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you, if your five-year-old is like every other five-year-old and asks 622 questions every day, like a five-year-old is going to learn. A six-year-old is going to learn. A seven-year-old is going to learn because they, by nature, God created them to learn. (laughs) So they're going to learn and you then get to funnel what they learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now you, if your kid really likes dinosaurs, well, guess what? Now every letter he writes can have a relationship with a dinosaur. I mean, you know, so now you're getting to make writing letters fun because he wants to do it about dinosaurs. He doesn't just have to do it the way he needs to do it. You can, you can, you can cater that to the way he wants to do it. Oh, you're slowly bringing me over to the homeschool side. (laughs) He loves dinosaurs right now. So I'm like, oh, so cute. I'm like thinking of all these dinosaur themed things. Yep. We can do. So I have a five year old um, and he's like, no school. I don't want to do school. Can I just watch whatever? I'm like, no. And so, I mean, truthfully, the amount of actual like filling in learning for him is not eight hours a day. It's not six hours a day. It's more like maybe one hour a day, half an hour on some days, because that's what we're working on. But you know what? All of his letters, I found some dinosaur letters and he's like, when do I get my next dinosaur letter? Because that's exciting for him. And so you find what motivates and you just keep going. That is awesome. That is, that really is so cool. Do y'all use, correct me if I'm wrong, co-ops? Yes. Is that like a thing? What does that even mean? Okay. A co-op in its simplest sense is a bunch of moms that come together to teach each other's kids. The co-op, for example, that my kids are in now, there's a mom who is a former middle school educator and she was a science teacher and now she teaches middle school science for our kids. Just different things, you know, so moms kind of pool our strengths together and use those to help teach children. So then what are you doing with your other kids? They all have classes too. Okay, so we're do y'all meet in a church? Typically in a church. Um almost always co-ops are in churches just because, you know, cheap or free resources. Yeah. Um and then there's always, you know, a director of types or you know, a few ladies together that have become the director. I've been a director at one point. And um you know, you just kind of all find roles for all the kids. There's almost always a, you know, a nursery, a preschool class, a kindergarten class, and then the other classes you know, sometimes, you know, all elementary takes classes together. I've been in other ones where elementary kids could sign up for classes. Some are all extracurricular, you know, karate and dance and whatever. And some are like the one we're in now is astronomy and writing and, you know, more core subjects. So that sounds so cool. So do you feel like that changes your lifestyle than what it would be if all your kids were in school? Very much so. (laughs) How, How so? Like, what do you imagine? Well, you know, having never actually been the mom whose kids all went to school, I would assume maybe you have a little bit more time at home without children. I have zero time at home without (laughs) children. So a funny story, when we first moved to Fort Worth, my husband had been working in another city for eight months. I had been by myself with my children, homeschooling them for eight months. And I was losing my mind. We literally moved to Fort Worth and the first Google search I found was drop off co-op for homeschool kids. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to be there. I just want to drop them off every day and I will come back and pick them up. And so that is what my kids did while we lived there. 
they did a drop off go up. But at what point did you think like, well, maybe I should put them in public school or private school or something? You know, my oldest has struggled with some pretty major learning um, disabilities, and there have been many, many times that I have uh, questioned my ability to meet his needs. But the truth is, we've made it to 11, age 11, and now he's thriving. Like, he has figured his stuff out. Like, the, the everyone kept telling me, you know, the switch will flip for him. He'll figure it out. And sure enough, here we are. The switch is flipped. And he's like, I mean, like, literally before we started this interview, he walked in and he was like, hey, mom. Um, I've already started my school for next week. So like, I'm for sure all caught up on this week. Do you care if I play Fortnite? I'm like, Hey, go ahead, bud. (laughs) First of all, that he can have that whole conversation with you is kind of like a mythological thing for me right now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Also so cool. And it was just for a season, right? You didn't feel like you needed that all the time. You just needed it for that time for a short stage. It's exactly right. Yep. I, well, and I needed, I was building my business. And so I, I heavily relied on that one day where my kids were in their drop-off co-op. Oh, it was just one day. Yeah. One day a week, every Wednesday. So you're thinking like, okay, so five days a week, they're gone. No, one day, one day a week. And I heavily relied on that one day to get like all the things that I could not have my kids background noise part of. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. And so you said at that point you were creating your business. It was it business minded moms you were starting. Yes. Business minded moms. Um, so my best friend, Kate and I, she's a fellow homeschool mom um, and she lives in a really small town. And we were like, you know what? She has always been, she was a salesperson um, for a pretty big company back in the day. And I obviously used to be a, um, work for a financial services company. And so we were like, you know what, we're, we're smart people. Like what business can we create? And I was like, you know, have you ever thought about blogging? And she, she was like, why? I was like, well, people can like actually like make incomes doing that. And she's like, no, they can't. I'm like, I promise you, okay, they can. Like, she totally didn't believe me. Um, I was like, well, let's just try it. Let's try blogging. And so um, we actually started a homeschool blog together. This was before Business Mind of Moms. And it actually morphed into Business Mind of Moms. So we started this homeschool blog where we kind of just talked about homeschool life. Okay. So what made you decide you wanted to start a business to begin with? It was just like, I knew... <sighs> And I, I want this to come across respectfully and not disrespectfully to moms, but I, I felt the need to be, I felt like I was constantly labeled as just a mom. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to be like, I'm not just a mom. Like I very much value my role as a mom, um, but I'm not just a mom. Yeah. Like I'm a mom with a brain and I'm a mom with a personality and I'm a mom with skills and talents. And, and I get that not all moms feel the need for other people to validate, but for some reason in me like that, it was necessary for people to validate that within me. Okay. So it stemmed from you feeling like you had a little bit more to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a much better way to put it. So it really kind of came, yeah, from, from a need for me to like, I had other things I wanted people to see and know and stuff about me. And so we started this homeschool blog as an opportunity. We had written some curriculum stuff together and we were like, you know what, we're going to try this. And um, blogging is hard work, (laughs) y'all. Like, I'm not saying it cannot be done. Don't get me wrong. Um, Lots of people do it and and we're kind of living proof of it now. But it, it took time. 
you know, there it's no, it's not a, a magic pill that you're like, okay, and sweet, now I have this blog and I make all this money and it's great. Like it took time. But what we really noticed was we started this um, series on our blog called Homeschool Side Hustles. And moms were like chomping at the bit, like, hey, tell me more. Like, how can I do this? Do you have any more information? Like what other kind of side hustles exist? And we were like, wow, there's a huge need for moms to know of legitimate ways that they can make money from home. Yeah. I love that name, by the way. Thanks. Well, and because there's just so, so much like spam out there, right? Like I, we wanted to show that it's not mythical. <laughs> it's not fantasy to think that you could actually work from home and help either fully support your family or, you know, provide some side hustle kind of income. And so we started interviewing other homeschool moms that had side hustles, that had real side hustles. And we're like, hey, we want to know all about how you do this. And so that's kind of what created Business Minded Moms, because we really morphed more into helping other moms find ways that they can use their skills, their talents, and, um, you know, make money from home. And I want to clarify that I keep saying make money from home and not work from home because they're different. Yes. So to work from home, you know, I actually in my former life had the opportunity to work from home many days. But what that really meant was I was tied to my computer for eight, nine, ten hours, um, you know, tied to my, you know, this was back in the day of Blackberries, Blackberry. Um, so really it meant I could like thaw my meat on the counter and like change the laundry over because I was at home. But the truth was my kids still went to childcare. Um, I couldn't have their background noise and I was not, it was not conducive to, for our scenario, a homeschool life. Um, so making money from home is different in that you get to then choose how much, how little, how many hours, what hours, etc. Tell me about like what sticks out to you the most of interviews that when you were interviewing other moms that were homeschooling that had side hustles. So that's like so niche, by the way. Um, I learned, I learned that there are so many different kinds of moms. Like there are moms who want to be the face of the camera and the pictures and the whatever. And then there are the moms who are like, I quietly do typing for other companies or whatever. You know, like it, it made me really realize that there really is a place for everyone. You know what I mean? You don't have to only be able to, uh, speak on camera or only be able to, you know, be a, an eloquent writer. Like there are so many different kinds of moms and so many different ways that you can use your skills because I truly believe that moms all have undervalued, underrated skills that they have swept under the rug and been like, I can't do anything. I'm like, I promise you, if I talk to you for 15 minutes, I could find you a business idea with a skill you already have. Okay, so is that what you do with business minded moms? Um, that's part of what we do. We uh, we do coaching for moms and help them flesh out what a business would look like for themselves if that's something they wanted to do. And it's just for homeschool moms? No, we. It's just primarily who we because that's who we know and what we know. Um, but 
no, we have certainly had, I mean, um, actually one of the ladies that we coach, she's in her sixties, her kids have all graduated already and her husband passed away and she was needing something to help her find a way to work from home. And someone had referred her to us. And so, you know, we do coaching with her. She's actually, she lives on a ranch and we were like, Hey, let's think of some ways that you can creatively use your ranch to make money. And so she offers ranch days for homeschool kids. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Yeah. And y'all helped her come to that. Yeah, we did. Okay, so in a nutshell, tell about what Business Minded Moms does. Okay, so Business Minded Moms, we um, help support moms that want to make money from home. We support homeschool moms in their journey to either fully or partially supporting their families financially. And then we help moms who either already have a business or want to create a business, um, how they can do that both while homeschooling and also just while being a mom. And then also just the nitty gritty of what you know, with the tools that you need to do something like that. And so if I were to come to you and say, I want to work with you, what would that process look like? Um, Typically it would look like, well, you know, we either have these, you know, already written type courses that might, might be of interest to you. um, Or we do offer one-on-one coaching or just to get your feet wet, come join our Facebook group or join our Facebook page and kind of watch some of the videos we already have. And, you know, uh, see if any of those appeal to you, see if those are some things that you feel like you want to do or want to turn into something for yourself. Okay. And so what's it like to actually run this business with your best friend? Um, most days it's like the most amazing experience. (laughs) Truly. Um, I mean, when you are with, I, I would, I mean, I know you have siblings, Jen, and then I know probably a lot of your listeners have siblings. So at some point, arguments and disagreements take place because we are human. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But they're few and far between. And we both made the under agreement understanding at the very beginning that at no point would we allow either of us to be angry enough to stop. But for the most part, every single day is awesome because I have this one person who I can be like, Hey, I just did this really cool thing on Instagram or Facebook or on my computer or whatever. And she's like, yay, I'm so excited for you. And it's not even something that big, but she's such a cheerleader for me and for my life. And I feel like moms that work at home or stay home with their kids or whatever, you know, we don't always get that. When you work with moms, what do you feel like are the top businesses people are starting? So we kind of have narrowed it down to basically like five that typically most moms have a skill that fits in with one of these. And so um, one of our top ones is a, a content creator. So someone who makes content for bloggers because bloggers don't make all of their own content. You know, they put a lot out there, but they, they rely on other people with skill sets that maybe they don't have to create things like crafts or printables or even pictures, those kinds of things. They'll buy that from from other people. So that's one that most moms have a skill set that fits in with or a virtual assistant. Um, so Jen, I know you have a virtual assistant. We have a virtual assistant. Like it's just someone that takes care of some of the other tasks that we maybe don't have time for, or that's not our, um, what we're gifted in. And so we have someone else that helps us. Um, in our case, you know, our virtual assistant manages some of the aspects of our business that, um, are just things that we're 
kind of, <laughs> they were getting left behind and we needed to make sure that there was someone who could help us with that. And then um, a copywriter, um, a copywriter is something uh, I did not under, until I interviewed a copywriter, I had no idea what a copywriter was. Okay. So tell us what a copywriter is. A copywriter is really just someone who writes articles, blog posts, sales po pages, whatever that is for a business. And so maybe you're gifted at um, sales copy, right? You write all the like, cute little Facebook ads or you write good sales copy for Pinterest pins even um, or maybe you're just really good at other kinds of copy product descriptions you put all the products and bloggers um, stores on their on their blogs those kinds of things it's just it's the writing that takes place in an online business all the copy which the writing is called copy exactly so yeah um, and then obviously a blogger which we talked about um, you know blogging can be a great um, source of income, I would caution anyone who wants to be a blogger to know that it's a long term, right? It's not going to be like in two months, you're making all this income. How long did it take you guys to make income on your blog? If you don't mind me being so bold? No, you're fine. So um, we actually made some money within the, our first few months from sales of products we had created. But in terms of like sustainable income, we're looking at closer to a year um, before we had like legitimate money and and keep in mind we're also splitting everything we make because there's two of us so it, i would say about a year before we were making anything that we were like okay we're finally like we can cover all of our expenses every single month <laughs> you know not our personal expenses sorry our business expenses yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it took time to get there but a blogger can be great and especially if you have something like a, a something like we were talking about earlier something super niche um that can be really good for you you can you can grow faster than if you're trying to compete in a space where there's already a ton of other people okay and what's the fifth one and the fifth one would be a network marketer. And um, we include that one because that is something that a lot of moms do. And we recognize that that can be a viable source of income for moms. So what is a network marketer? So network marketing would be what some people refer to as an MLM or that kind of thing, um, where they're then selling someone else's product. Um, I would not say that that's our number one recommendation, simply because it almost always requires some type of upfront investment and you're almost always competing with a lot of other people already doing it. Um, but if you have a huge network of people that trust you and stuff like that, it, it could be a great fit for you. Or if it's something you would be buying anyway, and you feel like maybe you could tell other people about it and they want to buy it too, you know, there are certainly plenty of success stories in that industry too. So since you are a homeschool mom and you run a business and you're with your children a lot and you are on the go a lot, what is something you do to ensure that you're getting the amount of rest you need and living an unhurried life? So my husband and I kind of already have this mentality, again, from children's home life where we say tag. And so for us, like if he walks in the door and I say tag, it is like no questions asked. You get to go to your room and be by yourself. Um, tag means I have reached my limit of being the parent, adult, whatever it is. And so that that's one way we handle it. Or sometimes I even just text him tag and he'll walk in the door and be like, I am here to save the day. <laughs> and he does it too. Like he gets the same thing. You know, he's putting a something together in the garage and he'll yell tag, right? So tag is our code word for like, I need to be alone without children <laughs> and without my spouse too sometimes, you know, like I want to go watch stupid things on Netflix all by myself. Um, so that's one way that we handle it. And then on the other part of that is 
I have a very supportive spouse who is super like excited for me and what I'm doing, which means he's also like, hey, you know what, let's just, um, you know, take this off your plate for right now. Um, he's very good about recognizing like you've, you've done a lot. I'm going to take the kids swimming, you know, over somewhere else or something like that. So I would say in terms of making sure my, and then for me personally, I get up, I get up an hour before my kids. I do every day. What do you do in that hour? I would like to tell you that I read like super educational stuff and fill my soul, but sometimes I just watch stupid things on Netflix um, or Facebook, but that's what I kind of created that hour for. It's to be whatever I want it to be. So some days it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to get a head start on my to-do list today because otherwise my day is going to be crazy. And that's what I use the hour for. And sometimes it's like, hey, you know what? My day's kind of chill today. I'm going to read, watch that thing that I saved on Facebook six months ago that I kind of wanted to go back and read, but never did. Yeah. So it's just freedom. It's just freedom. Just freedom to do what you want when you want to do it. And I drink coffee (laughs) (laughs) and it makes it, I used to think, oh, you know what? I just want to sleep in until my kids wake up because I homeschool and so I can. Um, And then I realized I'm not my best person when I do that. Um, So I needed some time to think through the things that I'm thoughtful for. And I'm going to tell you one more that I do that's kind of crazy. And it's something Kate and I started doing. And it has been so, such a huge blessing for her and I both. So every morning, whichever one of us does it first, one of us texts the other one and says, what can I pray for you today? And sometimes it's like, can you pray that I don't lose my you know, ever living mind on my children. And sometimes it's like, Hey, can you pray that my car gets fixed? Because it's really stressing me out. Um, and sometimes it's like, can you just pray that the blessings God's already given me continue? Because, you know, I, I'm feeling especially thankful. And sometimes our prayer lists for each other are like 17 things long. And sometimes it's one, you know, but it's been, but me focusing on praying things for her and her focusing on praying things for me puts your own life in such perspective. Mm-hmm. And takes your focus off of yourself for a little while. Because I know sometimes when I get praying, I can be like, this is going to be a total prayer of thanks. And I'm just going to have thanks for all these wonderful blessings I have. And I get through like three of them and I'm like, oh, but God also like, I have got to be a better parent. I've got, can you please help me? And I'm like, ah. (laughs) Yep. And you're right. Keeping it on someone else and forcing your brain to quit going to yourself is, is a huge growth, (laughs) growth you know, thing, just because naturally we start to think of our own selves. I often pray out loud because if I try and pray in my head, all of my thoughts become about me. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or writing, write them down. I find when I write them down, I stay way on more topic. So, okay. What are some things that you are just absolutely loving right now? Um, okay. So physical or I guess digital things would be Trello. Um, I could not live my life. <laughs> I could not live my life without Trello. Um, Kate and I spent a lot of time in Trello, organizing in Trello. Sometimes we even just spend random time making Trello prettier. Okay, what is what is Trello for those that don't know? So Trello is a project management software, uh, or not software. It's a, a, pro- a program that you can run digitally. And we use it to basically manage our entire lives. I mean, I literally use it from uh, for our business. I use it for keeping my house clean. I use it for menu planning. I use it to save random Pinterest pins even. I know Pinterest already saves your pins, but I mean, I have an if then then that set up so I can send things from Pinterest to Trello. Like Trello runs my life. Okay, so what else are favorite things right now? Um. 
so I use Canva. I mean, I my brain automatically goes to tools. So if you were looking for something more fluffy, I apologize. The finance type A major in me is like, what other tools do I like? So for me, um, I use Canva on a daily basis. Again, free, but I, I do have the paid version for that. And I actually do pay for it. Um, because is how I make graphics for everything. Um, and so I guess something that's fluffy that I love right now would be grocery delivery. <laughs> uh, amen. <laughs> like we just moved last week and the lady was, she rang the doorbell and she brought, you know, a couple of bags up and I was like, Oh, thanks. I'm so glad you're here. She's like, um, I have a lot more. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. I just moved and I had no groceries. So you're basically bringing all the groceries. (laughs) (laughs) That is so awesome. Wasn't Allison just so inspiring? The community that she and Kate have created is so supportive and very unique. I think you would agree with me when I say that sometimes as a mom, We can tend to lose our identity for a period of time. We get stuck in a routine of doing the same thing over and over. I know I've been there. We put our own purpose on the back burner, but we don't actually have to. I think Allison does a beautiful job of reminding us of that, and that is why I absolutely loved getting to talk with her. Now, next week, it'll be just me in your ear as I start to break down relationships and love. Which, to be honest, is slightly out of my comfort zone. And I had a lot of anxiety leading up to this next episode. But I think that it's going to be pretty impactful. And after I got done recording it, I felt so much excitement and relief at the same time. That this is really going to be a month, February of a time to focus in and make some changes to the relationships you're in because living unhurried isn't something that just happens, isn't something that just falls in your lap. It's something that takes planning and intention and you have to work for it. You have to work just a little bit. And so this next episode next week where I'm talking about marriage and relationships is truly something that is going to bring vulnerability, but it's also me sharing real life and how I've gone through times of ups and downs. And I'm going to be real with you, sister. It's not something you're going to want to miss. So make sure that you have subscribed to The Unhurried Life right after you hit subscribe on The Unhurried Life. Share this with a friend, screenshot it, send it to someone, let them know that we are trying to do things a little bit differently over here together and that it's worth worth a listen, worth trying something new, worth trying doing something a little bit different. I have loved chatting with you today and I look forward to next week. Until then, I will see you on Instagram. Bye.